Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. And with a new piece of magic... We can actually see where you are listening, right? I want to remind you that the best email that we get in Season 3 of the Box Set Pod, we are going to give to that person, or to our favourite email, we're going to give the box set of Entourage the to. The entire eight seasons of Entourage. And now, not many people email us, but lots of people do listen. For example, I can see that in the United Kingdom, we have 75 listeners in Woking alone. Knew it. <laughs> Um, who's who's down the bottom of the list? Northampton, only one there. Come on. So if you're in Northampton, give us a shout, you know. Um, the, you know what the highest place is in America? What? Philadelphia. Philadelphia? So if you are listening uh, in Philadelphia... The streets of Philadelphia. Give us a bell. And also a place called Cyprus in America that really? we don't know. It's Cyprus. They listen. Um, there's people in the Lebanon, Argentina, Finland... Uh, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. So, you know, pop us an email and just say hi if you do listen. Send us an email. It'll be lovely to hear from you. And as usual, we need those clicks, okay? We need those clicks. So do let us know. Welcome to a James Bond special box set pod. Now I'm just starting some audio that would have sounded great if it just kicked in. Sound very gassy, Howell. Yeah, it's because I'm nervous. Didn't James Bond ever gets gassy. Get, get, Daniel Jim Craig goes, um, acid James Bond. James. James Bond. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Scotch egg. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, why is that not playing? You play your audio out, Howell. Oh, well, we no. all get it. You know, he's got a new film. He's uh, oh. going to kill some people and probably, you know, have sex. Uh, I'll download it, and instead, what a start. Let's welcome Luke Marsden. Morning, Luke. Oh, hi. Is this season three now of the box set pod? Yes, it is. How do you not know? Wake up, McFly. Well, because I haven't listened to the box set pod since I was last on it, which was the beginning of season two. Well, Well, yeah, we've lowered your... Appearance count. You actually sound like you're coming from Mars today. Your well, phone signal is <laughs> I- ridiculous. Obviously, you guys know that you have zero listeners in Wigan. I don't even listen. People, Americans who are listening now, Wigan is a very small town in the north. I've just had a look on the list. Of all the places, no. You are not listening, Luke. This is disgraceful. How dare you? Absolutely disgraceful. I mean, you've got you know you've got so much time on your hands. You just sat in your mum and dad's house all day with that stupid dog of yours. <laughs> I really resent that. You can insult me, Jamie, but you can't insult my dog. No, your dog's cute. I'll give you that. Listen, we've got some business to deal with first. Um, speaking of emails, we've had a couple of emails, but first, I just want to tell you the sad news. 
the Olaf, Josh Gad, who we were due to interview, has had to pull out of half of his interviews. Oh, great. And we fall into that half. So oh. we won't be interviewing Olaf from Frozen. I am. I can't tell you how gutted I am. This happens a lot with the big stars. I think they bite off more than they can chew and then they come over and realise how much there is to do. What Probably, re- To be honest, most interviews are boring compared to us. Cheers, Josh Gad. Yeah, thanks. So there we go. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Um, you know if, what the problem is, though? He's off building a snowman. Right. See, that's why he probably says no to us, because, yeah, he knew, you he knew, know, he, he knows, knows that there's people like Luke Mars. We're just going to ask him to do Olaf impressions for the whole thing, not plug his new film. Let's see if this works. No, it doesn't. Why isn't this working? You've got the uh, mute. you got to get the sound on. Of course I am. Of course yeah. I am, Jamie. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, Oops, none of it. It's not having it. This is very, very annoying. I'm going to try and get... I've got some some exclusive audio. Well, you've got some audio from the trailers. I mean, you could just play the trailers out of This YouTube. is a special audio trailer. It probably isn't that special, Hal. It, it's, a, it's a special audio trailer. It's not just want, the, the video. You, get your, you want sound bites? Look at your sound bites. Well, anyway, let's talk James Bond. So the new tra- trailer came out this week for the new James Bond. Spectre- I didn't even do the emails. Can you remember Andrew Spooner, who came yes, on? Yes, Andrew Spooner. Of course, he's a, he's a, one of, he's a, he's a Muppeteer. Yes, a Puppeteer indeed. and a Muppeteer. One of our favourite ever guests. He's Brilliant, a big fan man. of the podcast as well, so hello, Andrew. He has posted our interview on his site. Go and check out his site. All one word, andrewjamesspooner.com. And um, uh, slash reels, slash interviews, he's got it on there. Um, but he's just an interesting guy. You should follow him on Twitter, at The Only Spoon, as well. He is excellent. Um, who else have we got? Um, uh, Jack, thanks for your emails. Um, the Black Sails or Vikings thing from a few weeks ago. We were asking for oh, someone yeah. who's seen them to tell us which is best. This podcast is about recommendations. Both are good, though Vikings is better, in my opinion. There's more of it. Um, I was quite surprised how you didn't mention any of the Comic-Con news, but then hearing Jamie's views on comic book fans, I think I understand <laughs> why. But we've got new trailers for Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Walking Dead Season 6, Vikings Season 4, and much more. Yeah, I enjoyed okay. the Arthur Darville one, huge. Hugely great email. Thank you, Jack. That will go in the bag for possible winner of the um, the box set. I love the Comic Con stuff. I think it looks so ace. I, I was I, in I, San I Diego there, as yeah. they were setting up for it, and uh, I had to leave just before it. So bad timing on my part. Oh. Um, so yeah, I love all that stuff. So go back to James Bond then. Yes, and the new trailer for Spectre has been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thoughts, Luke Marsden? Uh, I have seen Spectre, the trailer, and I do think to myself, is it going to be as good as Casino Royale or Skyfall? (laughs) Probably not. Luke, you obviously have no idea what you're talking about, because Casino Royale was awful, and Skyfall was brilliant. Casino Royale was good, Oh, yeah, you're right, I'm thinking of Quantum Quantum of Solid. Solid. Sorry, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, all right, I I lose that argument. Um, yeah, you're right, I think it is going to be that good. Sam Mendes, it's his second time directing a Bond, he's going to want it to be up there. Can I make he? one request to Sam Mendes? And it goes back to Howell's kind of point last week, please don't make it two and a half hours long. You know, oh, I think no. a Bond film should be about, you know, an hour 40 myself, you know. Don't stretch it out. Yeah. Because that's my one problem with Skyfall is that I loved it, but I did feel it was a little bit elongated. I did, you know, I listened back to our box set pod last week and I think I lost every argument there. And 
uh, and it's proven by me watching Shawshank Redemption yesterday. And I remember the first time we watched Shawshank Redemption, I thought it was too long. Now I can't get enough. I'm drinking it up. I want it to last longer. And the same thing with uh, Skyfall. I went to the cinema twice to watch that, Jerry. Twice. Jesus. So there you go. Well, I watched it again as well, and uh, I didn't find it as good second time, and mainly because I just thought it was very long. So uh, yeah, that's... I mean, the only good thing about Skyfall is Judy Dench is... Oh, don't, you can't even say that. That's a total spoiler, and it's disrespectful. I mean, two, you've hit two bum notes in one sentence. How do you manage it? <laughs> right, well, I've beat that out. I have to so. beat that out. Well done, Luke. There will be some spoilers in this podcast, though, because we're going to talk about old Bonds, and you can't do that, really, without spoiling it. Um, I've got some great Bond facts of you, Jamie. No. Luke? Off, yes, yes. Awesome. all right, let's do it because Jamie doesn't really know about films, so we'll teach him. Um, cool. Fleming wrote an obituary for Bond after the year only lived twice because at the end of you only live twice, he, he dies, doesn't he? Well, uh, no, uh, the, 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 the end of the last one, he, he dies from it. We learn more about Bond. His parents were Andrew Bond, a Scottish man, and Monique Delacroix, a Swiss woman. He worked for a weapons company and he travelled often with his family. Both parents died when he was 11 and he lived with an like aunt. Batman. He lived with an aunt in England, studied at Eton and Fett's, which shows that we're not privately educated, Fett's College, Fate College in Edinburgh, where he graduated at 17, recruited into the Royal Navy. The world is not enough is the Bond family motto. The world is not enough. Who sung that Bond one? Was it Madonna? I don't know. It wasn't very good, was it? Uh, there, there you go. That's my first fact. Luke? George Clooney had the most loved conquests as James Bond. George oh, Clooney? George Clooney hasn't been Bond. <laughs> George Lazenby. Jesus. <laughs> H. That's I, why it. Do we Did you hear the sound of that? That was everybody turning off. Oh, my word. Wow, Luke. Well, you can't even say a name, right? And you're clearly <laughs> reading it off a piece of paper. George Clooney. Have you got your glasses on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's oh. let's put the cards on the table i've watched a lot of james bond luke how much james bond have you watched in all truthfulness i've watched every james bond have you have you yeah, watched the I, george lazenby bond i particularly enjoyed george clooney and james bond. <laughs> <laughs> with Catwoman. <laughs> but yeah no um I, I got a box set you know like your one christmas like five years ago the, the big thing to get everybody was the james bond box set just before i think skyfall came out or um mm. casino royale yeah i got that you could get them all for 50 quid couldn't you yeah yeah, and you watched them all. I've watched them all. So I what's your favourite? Christmas, before my girlfriend, before social media, yeah. before all that. What's your favourite? You know what, you know what, and this is slightly controversial, you know who I think is the best James Bond? Who? Timothy not Nelson. George Lazenby, not George Clooney. I love him, I think he's great. Roger Moore. Do you? Hello. 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 My dad says he's an eyebrow actor. He's the Alan Partridge of James Bonds, without a doubt. I've got a great fact about him, actually. Right, this is amazing. Every scene that shows Roger Moore running in his seven Bond films was performed by a stuntman. Love it. That's brilliant. (laughs) Love it. Roger felt that he looked awkward when running. Good on him. Um, so there you go. Um, and there's another good one of that. Actually, um, the beginning of one of them, 
with Money Penny in that I, th- I think Money Penny's involved. There's a there's a plane fight and uh, oh, which one was it? Pussy Galore's Flying Circus in Goldfinger. Mm. Um, every one of the five female pilots were men wearing blonde wigs. Oh, that's <laughs> ruining it. Why do we need to know that? And that brings oh, us... you fancied all of those pilots, didn't you, Luke? Well, I did more than fancy over those oh. pilots. That brings us on to the inherent sexism of James Bond. And it gets worse with age. The more that we become actually educated and sensible, the more those old ones are just shocking. Even Skyfall... James just meets a woman and then climbs into a shower without her permission. Yeah, he does just sort of burgle her shower, doesn't he, pretty much? <laughs> yeah, it's disgraceful. My issue with the James Bond films in, in that sense is the fact that they give false hope to men, that that is not one, only acceptable, that it actually happens and the woman's okay with it. I've tried both those shower things. It's not good. No, yeah. no, you're right. Very true, very true. You're right, Luke. And what a frightening image that is. Um uh, yeah, sexism in James Bond. I mean, I, it can do without it. And I think the Roger Moore stuff, it was Stephen Merchant on another podcast, and I can't remember which one he's been interviewed, and he said, it's hilarious. When you're a kid, you think that's what's attractive to women, is a 50-year-old man in a safari suit. <laughs> going, <Yeah>. Hello, <laughs> do you want to go to my bedroom? He doesn't even ask, does he? That's the thing. He just takes them. I mean, actually, um, maybe because he's done less films, but Daniel Craig has got the most, uh, has got the least love conquests of all the James Bonds. Obviously, George Lazenby shockingly has the most. So, how many did he have in a film? Um, it less than ten. Wow. But, and in his Bond, uh, he actually gets married, George Lazenby's Bond, as well. I George Lay, um Timothy Dalton is my favourite Bond. Timothy Dalton? Yeah. Timothy Dalton from 1987 You know who's getting, getting forgotten these days? And you know, Pierce Brosnan gets know, forgotten a lot these Pierce days. Pierce Brosnan was yeah. good as well. I think Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton are kind of the same thing. They are... Um, and, and in fact, history may show that Daniel Craig fits into that camp in that they're quite naturalistic actors they, they they play it fairly straight brosnan still though had the highly comic scripts that is a much larger style than daniel craig has to deal with craig is very understated isn't he no one agrees with me anyone listen no the, problem, the thing with the thing with daniel craig <laughs> is i've never seen daniel craig as james bond I've kind of I watch him and I just I just don't like like you said I prefer the Pierce Brosnan types the Roger Moore's I've never really I'm never a big fan of Daniel Craig as James Bond because you want it to be much more comic book you you I mean and in a comic sense I mean in a, in a more of a Beano dandy sense because that's what they are yeah, I mean, they're so over the top like the 80s bond roger moore bond and a bit of the sean connery era as well was you know a guy called jaws who could bite through metal with his metal teeth and a guy called odd job who could throw his hat and it would decapitate people that's the that's not the world of the modern day bond you wouldn't say it i mean it's you. for seven-year-old boys really isn't yes. it? and that's what luke is i suppose I just think to myself, yes, I did love Adele's version of Skyfall. Yes, I did love the five-minute epilogue of that at one point. I just mm. think it, it, it's almost got too dark, I think, James Well, Bond. I think it is a point in, like, not Bond. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a prologue, by the way. 
And this is where it sort of mixes with last week's discussion on like comic book films, because like like comic book films, they've become very serious and dark, like the Batman yeah. films. So has Bond, he's become very serious and dark, and maybe that's a bit more influenced by the Bourne Identity films, but it's uh i do prefer and i i i enjoy being in the bond that's the point isn't it you enjoy being in bond's world and if it's fun if part mm. of it is fun but i think they've moved away from it and because of born identity and things like that but um actually when you watch kingsman have you seen kings yeah uh, that is a really good yeah, yeah it's good. that's dreadful. what james bond should be in a way dreadful Mm-hmm. You should like it. You like the early James Bonds. Yeah, but it it was too. It went the other way. It was too slapstick for me. Oh, interesting. Well, I liked Kingsman, and I thought that that might actually change the future of James Bond a little bit as well, because it parodied it again and um, did it in a way that was also very, very exciting and full of action, unlike the Austin Powers way of parodying it. Um, I have Spectre trailer lined up and ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You had no authority. None. Mexico City. It's Ray Fiennes. What were you doing there? Um. I was taking some overdue holiday. Liar! Oh! So what's going on, James? They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. A few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Make me disappear. Tell me where he is. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. You should go there. You're crossing over to a place where there is no mercy. You're protecting someone. Get away from me! I want that orchestra Why with me. I trust you. Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive. This organization, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. And do you know who links them all? James Bond. Me. I knew it. Welcome, James. You came across me so many times, yet you never saw me. Christopher Walsh. What took you so long? Is this really what you want? Living in the shadows? Hunting? Being hunted? Always alone? Stop to think about it. It was me, James. The author of all your pain. Christopher, Christopher Walsh! Reactions, Luke Marsden. Yeah, I mean, it would be better if I saw the video of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a long two and a half minutes when you're not looking at the video, isn't why it? Do we do, why don't you just get off? That's just a YouTube trailer, Howell. That got sent to me specially, and it's called Audio Trailer. Yeah, yeah because it's got audio wait, in it's it. Just, it's just the trailer played out in audio form. Did I, mean. I know that? 
Well, I mean, it was a. It Did I? I'm just saying it wasn't. It's called worse. Audio Trailer. Yeah. Seven people in Winnipeg are not going to be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's bloody exciting. Now, James Barry, who wrote the original, da da da, the original theme tune, right? Amazing. James, did I say James? John Barry, obviously, wrote the original theme tune, right? Here's a little fact about him. M's house in Skyfall, you know where Bond turns up at the beginning? Mm -hmm. Judy Dench's house. Yeah. That's just John Barry's real house. Really? The former home, obviously. But yeah, that's his real house. He's done well. Well, he, he you wrote know, the, so. if you would, wouldn't you? Cash. That, oh, that, my that, you God. can imagine you're made for life. All you have to do is write that song. Yeah. One moment of inspiration, yeah. and for the rest of your life, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, because other composers then use the theme. All he's got to do is sit there and go, da da bam. Oh, my God. Da-da-bam. That's amazing. Jamie, why don't you write us a new James Bond theme now. Okay. Okay. A new one when we refresh it. That's already been invented. Okay. Right. Um, Give us another one. This is just the rambling <laughs> of an idiot. That's, that's weird. He's having some sort of stroke. Hold on, it comes back around again. You don't know what you're doing. This nonsense. Go on, hold on a minute. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's a new reggae bond. <laughs> Name's Bond. <laughs> Played by Levi Woot. <laughs> yes. Do you want to know some of the actors who were... I like my uh, gin and tonic reggae reggae sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be noted that I'm not laughing at all on this anyway. 12-year-old humour. Okay, back to Howell. Right. So, do you want to know who some of the actors were that were up for the role of James Bond who never did it? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, um, uh, no. Oh, I thought he was up for it once. Hugh Grant. Daniel Radcliffe. No. Daniel Radcliffe. Hugh Grant was up for it. He would have been good. Hugh Grant. Oh, I don't know. Uh, my name's, uh, the, um, the, I'm, I'm James. Um, uh, Sean like... Bean, a northern James Bond. Uh, Timothy James Dalton was Bond. on. James Bond, license to O2. Because he was just as old too, man. But he played a villain, though, didn't he? Yeah. In Goldeneye. Yeah. Trevelyan. Yeah. Do you want another one? Yeah. Will Smith. What? Do you want even... Getting jiggy with it. Do you want an even better one? What? Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Oh, oh wow. That would have been brilliant. If that man hasn't had enough action, <laughs> imagine if he'd have played James Bond as well. Liam Neeson was up for it. Adam yeah, West. Neeson. The Neeson. old Batman. Adam West was up for it. Burt Reynolds. Burt? Clint Eastwood. Clint. Oh, Clint would have been good in his heyday. Christopher Lee and David Niven. David Niven, of course, pay, played him in the... Um, in the comedy version. Comedy version of... Casino Royale. Casino Royale, yeah. And Christopher Lee, of course, was uh, Goldfinger. Yeah. Oh, no, he was, he was Scaramanga, wasn't he? Oh, he yeah, had five nipples. Or did he have three? He had extra nipples, though, didn't he? And here's a, here's, here's a great one. A PR disaster. Mel Gibson. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. He was up for it as well. He'd have been good. Yeah, he would, actually. He's got a serious face. uh, Yeah, very much uh, a gentleman killer. Yes, indeed. He has that about him. Can you imagine the budget on these things? I I can't even begin to imagine being a director of these films. 
of having to get your head around mm. so many component parts that need coming together. Like um, in the opening for Skyfall, Daniel Craig was given... Uh, well, how many? How many copies of the suit that he wore in that opening sequence throughout that chase? What, when he's on the train? How stuff? many do you think he was given? Yeah. Oh, it's a long sequence. What about you, Luke? What are you going for? Six. You, you imagine he used six? Well, I'll go for 60. You're going for 60. Well, Jamie wins. It's 85. Wow. 85 copies of, of his Tom Ford suit. Isn't that unbelievable? That's, uh, literally, that is insane. Like, no wonder the budget was 500 million or whatever. It's amazing. Uh, the, these things are, like, the budget of these things are greater than, yeah. you know, if you were building a new hotel in Vegas, probably. I mean, it's just oh, ridiculous. Uh, it's quite amazing. Quite amazing. And from Dr. No to Quantum of Solace, James Bond has killed 352 people and slept with 52 women. Nice. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's so sexist. Are we ready for a Jamie Bond, a female Bond, played by a Jamie Lee Curtis? Played by Melissa McCarthy. No. <laughs> Have you been to see Spy? Uh, I've seen Spy. Actually, I enjoyed Spy more than I thought I would. I did, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It reaffirms my faith that I can't stand Miranda Hurt. Oh, is she in here? Yeah. Um, I think she's all right. I kind of see your point, though. We were talking last week about comedies not getting great reviews, and I watched another one this week. Um, Adam Sandler's latest one with um, Drew Barrymore. Blended. Oh. Blended. It's really... Blended was a bit of a surprise for me. I thought Blended was better than I expected it Thank to be. Thank you. I was about to say, I thought it was really good. Just, Adam Sandler hasn't changed his style since he created uh, Billy Madison. Um, and uh, it's stayed the same. And, it, and it's it's childish. It's um, over the top. It's ridiculous. But it's really funny. Like the comedy of surprise. And also, he does something. You know, I've said on this podcast a lot. Why don't films include the outtakes, right? Because it adds a sense of reality. It'd be really mm. funny if they included the outtakes. I'm sure it would work. And what Adam Sandler does is you can tell that he's written the jokes based on things that has happened in his life. And when it happens again in front of him, he does this laugh that really comes from within. He kind of goes... <laughs> like, he, he really finds it funny. And it's really infectious, that. And it's, it's hard to criticise somebody who is just... They've set up their shop, they know what they do, and they do it well. You well, might not like it, but they do it well. He does get heavily criticised, and he's been mm. criticised recently because he's doing some work with Netflix, isn't he? He's making a film yeah. with Netflix called The but Ridiculous... He's doing like four films. Yeah, it might be a four-film deal. His first one's called The Ridiculous Six, and it's kind of a Western... Um, and a lot of um, American Indians have left the shoot who were involved in the project because they saw it was a, a very insulting... <sighs> but then, that, like you said, Hal, his humour is very childish. Very childish. It? Like in this when he film. first um, when he first announced he was working with Netflix, he said, "I'm I'm looking forward to working with Netflix because it rhymes with wet chicks." <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what he said. Yeah. But uh, you know that's who he is. You know that's Adam Sandler's humour. If you don't like it, you know that's the uh, you have to just put up with it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Any more amazing James Bond facts? My laptop batteries died. <laughs> yeah. You know you never see that in a Bond film, do you? Uh... <laughs> Especially, you know, when he, when, he, when he whops out that defibrillator in Casino Royale, I'd yeah. love it if the battery uh, went on that. If it was just Luke who was in charge of it. They went, get that man with the defibrillator, and then they came over to me and went, my defibrillator battery's died. You know what, weirdly enough, Luke, you'd make a great cue. 
You know, it's funny you used to that, Jamie, because I watch these films and think, I could play that part. You would be good as Q, just like some, you know, a guy with gadgets, a bit of a dweeby guy with gadgets and your glasses on, you know. I mean, if I'm perfectly honest, I actually have imagined myself, like every man watching James Bond, thinking, why isn't that me? Why am I not watching Halle Berry come out the water in a wetsuit? There's some questions that people can spend too long on in life and they're never going to get the answer to, well, Luke. I, I, think the problem with, I think the problem I've always had with James Bond is I don't relate to him. Like, I look at James mm. Bond and he's the kid at school, the cool kid at school that, I would, that, would have, <laughs> that would have never spent any time <laughs> getting to know me, that would call me a, a doofus and, and probably you know punch me in the changing rooms because I had weird leopard skin underpants on. You did, didn't you? You had leopard skin why? No, that was Graham Chatterley. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's why I never found Bond to be someone I could genuinely like because I just thought this isn't. I don't. This guy, I, I wouldn't like him probably in real life. Really? So I've always found it hard. I loved the Roger Moore era because it was more fun and quirky. Yeah, yeah. But he's always been a jock to me. He's always been a bit of you know. I've never seen him as a jock. I've seen him as a soldier. Uh, particularly mm. with Daniel Craig and all of the debate in the last one about security and stuff. I think he's really prevalent to our time about working in the shadows and what the new wars are and the ethics around what the public deserve to know about what's going on with our secret services and what they can't, what, what, what they can't find out, you know, and, and I, I agree there is a coldness to him that makes it very difficult to get in there, but then it's about him cracking the safe, isn't it? It's about, how will he? It's the A team effect, really. When Bond is really good, it's going. How's he going to get out of this? Yeah, and that's when it's that's when it's at its best. And I, I love. Can you name other films that are great just to put on in the background on a Sunday afternoon when they're on TV? War films, do the Jenna Jones films are great in the background. Yeah, they're good. Although they suck you in, you know, they're not really. Oh, absolutely. As much background noise. Great Escape, whenever that's on. Good oh. background films include Angelina Jolie's Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. That's an awful film. <laughs> that's that's. Why would you want that on in the background just in case you catch some of the dialogue? Well, it's not the dialogue. I'm hoping to catch it. Okay, right, Luke. <laughs> Jesus, you've got well, a lot more dirty these days with your, you know, your well, behaviour. We're really doing well with the sexism points so far, and then there it goes. And um, I, there are films that, you know, if I'm working on my laptop and I just want background noise, I'll put it on. Spielberg will suck me in too much. Jolie would probably suck me in too much. So where do we sit? Um, war films. Um, uh, oh, I'll tell you what else I put on, box set-wise. I put on Dexter or Prison Break in the background as well because I just love the sound of them ticking over in the background. It's great. You know, I've been re-watching Breaking Bad, actually. And, Have uh, you? That's an interesting experience. Let me share with you. I'm in a bit of a slump at the moment with the old box sets. I've started sense on Jamie's recommendation. I haven't <coughs> done the four episodes yet. I'm paused halfway through the second oh, episode. It gets great, gets great. Do you watch it, Luke? No, but what I have started watching, I'm only, I'm only two episodes in, the brand new Marvel's Agent Carter. Oh, oh right. right. What's that like? I actually am. I, when, when, you, when you watch about half an hour, the first one, you think, oh, this is slow. Not Mad Men slow, but slow. <laughs> Starts to pick up the pace, though, and I actually think it's got some legs, and she's definitely got some legs, Haley Atwater. There we go again. Well, who what's with you today? What's going on? You take us some like... Coffee. You got like a, you're a ragingly horny today, aren't you? Cold, 
Chihuahua. Hello, Colorado. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, yes. So what, I've forgotten what your point is now. What was your point? So many images. Oh, my point was that, that if people, oh, Marvel. it's new, so if people haven't are looking to give something a go and want Marvel Universe without the films, then Agent Carter is definitely the way to go. Did you watch um, uh, Daredevil? I haven't. I, I believe I have to, though, because I believe it's very, very good. No. I wouldn't. I would. I would say I, that I liked it. I yeah, it I did. Good. I liked it. I'm, but I'm in no way taking it on my spaceship. I, I'll watch the next series because I'm kind of invested in it. But I've did. It was one of those that I felt myself going. I'm watching this because I'm invested in it. Oh no! You, you see, life's too short for those comments now, Howell. And that's that's the situation I'm in with with Sensei. I'm like, oh, here we go. It takes itself very seriously. Uh. There's a lot of characters. That's Jamie all over. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it does. I, I, I've, I've not watched it that way. I thought it was actually quite making fun of itself. At and I, what? And I, I find it quite light-hearted in its uh, humour. At and, Are you and kidding me? No. I mean, how, you, how you? you've watched one and a half episodes. Well, it's, there's not been any humour <laughs> so I've watched, so I've watched far. 13 episodes, and they were, they were, it's very much an enjoyable feast of adventure. Have you laughed? Yeah. There's some funny bits in it. Luke, are you doing the hoovering? No, I'm descaling my washing machine. I see. Carry yeah, on. Okay, you just nothing important going. I on. See what I'm enjoying lately? The Good Wife. It's yeah. been recommended by a number of people to us. Finally. And finally, uh, have you been watching The Good Wife? I've watched The Good Wife, Jamie, for the past six years since its inception uh, on Channel Four. It's, moved to More Four you know, and what's, stayed what's, on More Four. And I can tell you, it is absolutely brilliant. What's great about it is it's sort of like it's very it's easy to enjoy, but it's not like it's not too heavy. And I'm because I'm not I'm, I'm going off heavy TV at the moment. I've had a lot of heavy stuff and light and fluffy, but gritty. But it's gr- got girth. Yeah gripping and uh, I, I just think there's a, it's a really good cast and it's really enjoyable and it's one you can watch two or three a night it's very enjoyable what is it the good wife the good oh wife sorry yeah Juliana Murgiles uh, Michael J Fox has actually just signed you up know to what be- He's bloody brilliant in it, Jay Fox. Is it's he? so great to see Jay Fox acting again. I've not, I've not seen him acting in ages. I've stalled as well on True Detective. Anyone yes. carried on with that? You know what? True Detective's been getting a lot of criticism. Mm. The second season syndrome's really kicking in for a lot of people, and it is. It's like walking through mud. The show, the plot is so slow. Some of the dialogue is. Really bad, actually. But it depends. I, I really I can't handle Vince Vaughn either. He's just. I really do think that the way you feel about things depends on what you bring to it. Because the first season, I saw through the first season, and I found the first season exactly the same as this one. There's something about McConaughey delivering the lines, though, that you accept. Because yeah, it's there was McConaughey. But over time, I was like, I, I recognised it quite quickly as something that was really quite playing on the cashing in on the fact that it was cool. I think I, I read a really good review though. It was from a sort of a random person that said this series of True Detective. It's very like the plot's really overly complicated, goes nowhere for quite a while, mm. and it's it's very convoluted. All the different sort of backstories of the characters. Whereas with the first series, it was just a straight up serial killer murder case, wasn't it? It was very simple yeah. plot in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was, and that worked. I would like to go back and it, see if, it? yeah, and I think that made it more accessible. Whereas this series, I, I've watched like five episodes now, and I just don't, I don't know what is going to happen, and I don't really know if I care anymore. Both of them annoy me. Sometimes I think it's a, it's an offshoot of HBO having so much freedom within itself that that sometimes they can go just a bit too 
too indulgent. But again, like we were saying before, it just, just depends what you bring to it. And and what I'm bringing to everything at the moment is a little bit of fatigue. It's a bit of box set fatigue. I need another chuck, people. I need another upbeat, funny, something that grabs my attention and keeps it. I'm very tired. I've got insomnia at the moment. I need support here. Do what should I do? Quickly. I'll give you some support. A TV show that I think is grossly underrated in this country, maybe even in America, but I don't know. Maybe some Americans could email you and let you know. It's called Banshee. Oh, right. Ah. What's that? No, it's basically about a guy who steals the identity of a small-town sheriff in Banshee, Pennsylvania. The guy is actually a criminal posing as a sheriff. Love it. it. Brilliant. Love I've it heard already. That's great. And Alan Ball's involved in that, isn't he? I he think. executive produces the show. It's got a really good cast, superb acting. It's gritty. It's sexy. It's smart. It's 10 episodes a season, and season three is currently on great. Sky Atlantic in the UK. That's a very good recommendation. I might check that See, out. See, that's what we had to sift through. How many minutes of box set there? 35 minutes. And we finally got to what the box set can do. Someone brings a problem, someone else brings someone a solution. Someone else solves it. Check and out the mix while the DJ revolves. So will you bring us your problems, please? Can be anything, no matter how serious or flippant. Let us know. Email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. James Bond will be out. Let me just give you a few little bits of news as well while we're here. This might uh, titillate you a bit, because on theboxsetpod.com slash news, if you go there, you'll see all the latest bits I struggle (gasps) there. Muppets! You put the Muppet trailer up a few weeks ago. Yeah, I did. That that would would solve my problem. Muppets is coming also. Where are we going to watch it? Um, it'll be on Sky. Okay, carry so on. It's on Sky One. So Sherlock, um, there's a teaser trailer for the new Sherlock special over Christmas. It's setting back in Edward, not in Victorian era Sherlock. So what? yeah, it's a special for Christmas. So they're doing it. They're going back in time to the original era that it's set, and what? they're doing a special for Christmas. Then season four comes out next January. Rumours are Moriarty might not be dead. That's the the stories going around there. Also, there's trailers for Homeland Season 5. Check no. that out. Looks really good. You heard about that one, Luke? I've not watched the trailer, so I will head to theboxset.com to check it out. Theboxsetpod.com slash news. Yes. Thanks for that, Luke. Homeland <laughs> Season 5 is out in autumn. So, too, is The Affair Season 2. Have you finished The Affair? Yes, I've finished Season 1, so is the trailer for Season 2? Uh, yes, there is a trailer for season two, and that's on the box set. It is the same cast, isn't it? They're not doing a true detective. No, same cast. Good, yeah. good. Same cast, but this time it's from four different perspectives. Four oh, different Jesus. Perspectives. That's the only annoying thing about it. <laughs> that's the original concept, Owl. I know, but I found the I found um, True Detective annoying with the first one. I bloody hate flashbacks. Oh, dear. You know, even at, theater, even at GCSE theatre or A level theatre studies, it was like, don't use flashbacks. It's bloody but tedious. <laughs> Okay, well, also there's a trailer for a new show by David Simon, who did The Wire. He's doing a miniseries, and the HBO trailer for that is on the website. You can have a look at that. It's set in the 1960s about race relations in New York. Uh, I've got a, I've put an article up about it, The Walking Dead, because apparently the writer of the comic book says he knows how it's going to end, and the zombie problem will be solved. Because a lot of people are wondering with The Walking Dead, it doesn't look like it's ever going to end. And lastly, there's some great trailers for some no- other shows coming out in September, Fargo season two which looks really good it's got a great cast Kirsten Dunst and uh, Narcos a new Netflix show about um, Pablo Escobar is coming out in the next few weeks I think so So there are um, some good stuff on there uh, the season two of Fargo that's a different cast is it? different cast set back in the 70s okay okay so Uh, um, very good good, very good right well thank you Uh, any final James Bond facts for us Luke 
Um, yes, actually, I have got a final James Bond fact for you. Um, Daniel Craig has drank the most martinis. Thanks very much. That's good. Take that with you. If you've learned anything today, that's it. Email us, say hi, tell us what you're watching, tell us how you're feeling. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.